Hello and welcome to the Digital Marketing Campfire, where we sit down with marketing professionals from every corner of the industry to share inspiring stories, marketing tactics, life advice, and more. My name is Rob Wiltsey, and in today's episode, we talk with Danielle Kidney. She's the co-founder of The Creative Pack, uh, which is an award-winning female-owned packaging and design agency based out of LA. Danielle is a talented designer and entrepreneur. Uh, she founded The Creative Pack in 2014. Okay, first of all, you have to go to thecreativepack.com and check out their packaging design work because uh, it's seriously incredible. I don't own a snack company, but if I did, I would want these ladies designing my packaging. So anyway, I loved getting to sit down with her and hear her story of her career because uh, there's just so many relatable lessons here, including taking risks, balancing priorities, knowing your worth, and following your passion. So whether you're a marketing professional or an agency owner with your own business, there's just so much good stuff here in her story. So I hope you get as much out of it as I did. So let's get started. The Digital Marketing Campfire is brought to you by VideoFresh. VideoFresh makes premium video production easier than ever for brand marketers. Learn more at videofresh.co. Danielle Kidney is the founder of The Creative Pack. They are a female-owned agency that specializes in designing incredible packaging for products, especially food products, possibly some that you would recognize. Their packaging designs can be found on the shelves of stores like Walmart, Costco, and Sam's Club. I asked Danielle to tell me the kinds of things she thinks about when designing packaging, especially for a retail environment. It is very nuanced. Um, some things sit very flat on shelves. Some are curved. Some are reflective. The store lighting is horrifying in most retailers. So we often recommend that we go a little bit bolder and a little brighter. When you see it on paper, on screen, it looks too much. But in a retail space, you've got to kind of compensate for that. So you want to make sure you can read everything from three feet away or even at a club store level further away they have a lot of rules for Costco and Sam's Club doing something a little different like committing to a more creative solution often future proofs your brand so we always talk about this I can pull up designs from five years ago and I think oh we could still launch this today so we're not sort of leaning into a trend like oh, it's a tie-dye trend, therefore we're going to make tie-dye packaging designs. Like if a client said to us, I want a tie-dye packaging design, sure. But we don't sort of just go with a fad or a very short-term trend. We try and make sure it stands the test of time. We're going to go back to the beginning of Danielle's story. She was in her early 20s living in London. Her family is from London. And she had just graduated from Brunel University with a degree in design. But now she was back at home working at her dad's restaurant. I graduated from my design degree and I went back and worked for my dad for a summer at his restaurant. And then he pretty much kicked me out and said, I don't want you in the restaurant business where you're working all these hours and weekends and evenings. Go and pursue your design career. I ended up landing a job working as the studio manager for a branding and packaging agency in London. And then an opportunity arose through my company for a job in California. So at 22 years old, Danielle decided to move to Los Angeles to grow and run a new division of her company. It felt like a huge leap to take, but as Danielle explains, she's always believed that taking risks is a necessary part of growth. I probably wasn't 
really focused on what the end result was going to be but wherever I am and whatever I'm doing I can't stay in that one position long so I'm always looking for like a growth opportunity or a learning experience some kind of come to me and some I seek out so Danielle started her new chapter in Los Angeles. She would have to make new friends, adapt to the culture, and meet the demands of her new job, which, as it turns out, was pretty challenging. It was extremely challenging. The job was very intense. It was all-day client meetings, taking notes, and I just write everything down, and then at the end of the day, I would call my dad late at night, which was the with the time difference, early morning, and I would just say, I don't know what I'm doing I just go to all these meetings and like I hope I can do it and he just said you know just do your best and I leaned on my team in the UK who could kind of decipher everything that I was being told and convert it into the design work so it kind of was challenging and I knew I thrived in that environment something different every day and um, something that really fuels me is to kind of problem solve and you know work out what needs to be done and get it done I'm very like loyal but also proud so I don't like to fail so I like to just keep you know pushing forward and making it work so yeah it was a lot of late nights and sacrifices writing emails to my UK team before they woke up and it was overwhelming for a number of months until I just realized I am learning and now I know this thing I didn't know so What I love about Danielle's story is that she's always ready to take the next risk. You know, when a big opportunity comes along, you rarely feel 100% ready for it. Yes, you might fail, but you also might succeed. And the good thing is, you only need to succeed a few times for your life to change forever. Looking back, these things seemed pretty scary, but to just take one step forward, like just book the flight and get on the plane and land there and go to the meeting and then go to the next meeting. Like sometimes just that tiny piece of momentum is all you need. For me, it's like uncomfortable leads to growth. And so when I look back on it, I had plenty of uncomfortable moments and people will say, oh, you you know, how do you do it? It seems so easy to you. And they don't see all the behind the scenes like late night working sometimes weekends to prep for the week ahead so there was a lot of sacrifice you know to do that job for another for the company I was working for but for my bosses so I took great pride in doing that. So as time went on Danielle continued growing her team and building client relationships. And so as I built a team in the U.S. I realized that everybody here all the clients they only knew me They didn't even know who the two founders of the business in London were because after a a number of years, they stopped traveling out here. And, you know, I took on that responsibility. So what became apparent was that the relationship that I had built out here was based on me and my team that I had created. And so a couple of mentors or friends had said to me along the way oh well I would like to refer you to this other company that needs some branding and packaging work but I don't want to give this money to your boss I want to give it to you so call me back when you have your own business and I thought oh you know I'm very loyal and and it's a very good design agency in London and we do great work and I thought that was a bit odd I was like just you know refer us like what difference does it make I'll still do the work you know I'll still be the point of contact So that happened a couple of times. 
And so after a year or two of this, my two bosses in London kind of said to me, look, I think we're going to dial down the US operation. Um, It's too risky for us. Um, We're going to focus on our UK business. And they said, you know, here's the choice. You, You can take over the business. And I thought, okay, but you don't want it. So why would I take over the business you don't want? This is an odd, you know, offer. And they said, you know, we're going to lay everybody off and you're going to do it. Um, Okay, well, you're deciding this so you can do it. I mean, one of my team members was a really close friend of mine and obviously the other two we'd grown close. So I felt like this horrible, horrible feeling of knowing this information and not being able to share it. Like, you're going to lose your job on March 1st and it's February. So I just said to my bosses, look, you lay everyone off and I'll decide what I'm going to do because I don't want the business you don't want. And so while we were making plans for all the arrangements to close the US operation, laying myself off and my team, I did come to kind of a tipping point. Okay, so am I going to go and work for an ad agency? Am I going to find another job in downtown LA and I live miles and miles away? Do I want to commute every day? you know, I want to start a family. Is it more stable to work for somebody? Or it's really risky if I start my own business, because how will I take time off to have a family? You know, at this point, you know, I was 33. So I let them lay everyone off, including myself. And then I flew back to London to close everything with them. And what was having this in the back of my mind? Well, I already created this US operation. So I know how to set up an LLC. I know how to run payroll through ADP. I know all the paperwork involved. I have the clients right here who we're doing this work for. Um, Maybe I should do my own version of this business. And that way I will, you know, anything that didn't sit well with me, I can change because it's my business. You know, I was still debating back and forth. I spoke to friends in the UK. I spoke to my, my parents. I spoke to my now husband. And nobody can make this decision for you because ultimately you're the one that's going to do the work. I shared an office space across the hallway with a guy who worked in an, for an IT company and he was actually also getting laid off. And he was like, I'm going to start my own company. And he was like, just file the LLC. And it was like a Tuesday. I was like, okay. So then I filed the LLC. And then the next day he was like, did you do it? And I'm like, yeah, I filed the LLC, I'm doing it. And I just like, again, one step led to another. I filed the LLC, I started the business officially, I secured the URL to have a website. I spoke to my, you know, my bosses in the UK and I said, look, I'm going to just do this thing myself. And they were super supportive. And so we started as a team of three and it was in a way mirroring what I had already done but having a lot more of that decision and control and kind of like making it what I wanted to. And I was lucky enough to secure a like monthly retainer with the current client that covered all the expenses. So all of a sudden I was like, well, that wasn't so hard. Like, I don't know why I made a big deal out of that, but ultimately now the responsibility fell on me. And, and, you know, that's a big, a big weight to carry. So we got an intern that first summer and we did a bunch of PR stuff. We got ourselves listed on design directories. We submitted our work 
onto at that time like magazine publications or online publications and so we just did a lot of work to kind of promote ourselves I did actually have no idea like how much money I was gonna make every month but it was like pay all the expenses see what's left keep it in the business wherever possible seeing certain like checks come in and being like okay I think we'll be good this month and next month and building a balance and just three of us doing the work of you know maybe a team of five or ten just really grinding and stuff so yeah it was it was small steps at the beginning but it grew to bigger accounts so it was a challenging time to navigate but we just kept doing it we just kept showing up and so the creative pack was born I asked Danielle if there was anything significant behind the new name The creative pack is two meanings. It's creative packaging. So we do creative packaging designs and it's also the pack or the team. So the group of us is just what holds it all together. So I'm a strong believer that the tighter the team, the better the results. So just as Danielle was starting to experience all the change in life that happens with starting a new agency, something else new was happening in Danielle's life as well. The business started in 2014 and I was pregnant at the end of 2014, early 2015. So pretty much I had a business baby and then I was having a human baby. I've always wanted to be a mother and even at a young age I was the one that was babysitting or if someone's kids were visiting I was playing with them and you know I've always loved kids. Um I think starting the business at 33, I knew that the two were going to have to coexist. I didn't know I was necessarily going to be pregnant in the first year. And yeah, that was challenging. I think with any first experience, you don't have a frame of reference. You don't know how challenging it's going to be. Danielle says that being a parent while running a business is never perfect, but it ultimately works out. As a business owner and a parent myself, I can relate to her practical approach to so-called work-life balance. I truly believe that it is a juggle. I feel like you're mostly going to want to still be the person you were before you were a parent in that you want to do a great job at your job, you want to excel and like the same with parenting you want to be there for every step of it you don't want to miss anything and I think merging those two lives together successfully is a juggle I think some days you know you feel like it's all figured out and you get you know a child off to preschool and you go to work and you have your meetings and then you do the pickup and you can breathe easy and then another day you have a hundred emails in your inbox still at five o'clock and you put the kids to bed and you log back in at eight o'clock and do an hour's work you know I think you have to be realistic about missing some of those things when someone else is looking after your child or putting your kids in a place where you feel a hundred percent comfortable whether that's a preschool with teachers you love or a nanny or extended family which we don't have the option of because our families don't live nearby but it has to be something that you feel is in the best interests of your child so and I also think children are so resilient they actually thrive from different experiences not just the parental roles but like aunts and uncles and cousins and neighbors and so that's really what you need is a network of support and I think you can do both I mean I think you don't need to apologize for it like my team who have kids if there's you know a doctor's appointment or 
or an emergency it's always just go just go you know figure out your family if there's you know a dance recital or something like that and I don't even think you have to apologize for it I think even clients understand I had a client call me the other day while I was doing a a pickup and I just said oh I can't talk I'm picking up my daughter and she's called me back the next day and she said my kids are grown up now but I remember that time like don't apologize sometimes you're putting these deadline in yourself like I have to do this thing today well maybe tomorrow's okay like have you asked or can you say I have this I have to leave at four to do this thing can I pick up this tomorrow so that's helped me a lot to try and like manage the juggle and I think it's different for every person depending on their situation you know So from moving to L.A. to starting her own agency while becoming a mother, I asked Danielle what advice she would give to someone facing a big opportunity that feels a bit scary. Yeah, I always try and encourage people to do something that feels scary because it usually is very rewarding. And I think my advice is if it feels good, it feels like something you should move into, you should do it and ask for help. Again, check out the work of Danielle and her team at thecreativepack.com and be sure to circle up with us next time at the Digital Marketing Campfire. The Digital Marketing Campfire is brought to you by VideoFresh. VideoFresh makes premium video production easier than ever for brand marketers. Their experienced team of video production professionals guides you through every project with energy, inspiration, and enthusiasm. The VideoFresh team handles script writing, casting, location booking, filming, and editing for all of your video production needs, all through a first-of-its-kind flat-rate subscription model, so you never have to wait for a quote again. Every video is gorgeously produced, and they dig deep to ensure that every video crushes your KPIs every time. They also have a perfect video guarantee. If you aren't completely satisfied with the project for any reason, they will keep working on it for free until you love every frame. Learn more at videofresh.co.